Welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Yeah, we're here. We're in it. We're doing it. We're making it happen. We are. Dude, we're doing it. We're, we're believing here. in ourselves. We're believing in the heart of the cards. We're gonna we're believing in something. That's for sure. We're gonna. Um, oh shit. We're gonna fucking get into it, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> so, so Ari. Yes. Yeah, Ari posed the question to me and Travis earlier today. Ari, what is your question? My question is Do you, Benjamin, Catalina Tykemiller, and Travis, Georgia Island, short? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you weren't giving me like I love Catalina salad dressing. That's not what we were doing. No. Oh. No, it was uh, Catalina. You know, like a name. Mm. I didn't even know Catalina had a salad dressing, but good for her. Yeah, you me know? neither. <laughs> good for her, <laughs> Travis. Um, Jorge. Short. Do you believe? That you would survive an episode of Supernatural. And more importantly, what side character would you be? What Supernatural side character? You're, you're a one-off character showing up in Supernatural. What, what are you doing? What, what's your thing? Um, I'm either someone who is being interviewed but barely knows what's going on. <laughs> like... I'm the second person the Winchesters talk to after they get on a job. You're like, <laughs> but I have all the wrong information. You're the friend of the person who gets murdered in the cold open, and you're just like, I can't believe Jenny's dead. Yeah, I mean, her favorite activity was wandering around abandoned minefields, but still, this is crazy. Yeah, or I'm the person that's like, I think it was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say, officers? Bears show up in this part of the woods a lot. And sometimes Those they murder. Ass bears. Some, sometimes they break into houses by gently lifting the windows and then putting them back down after they're done. <laughs> uh, whew, all in today's work, detectives. You have a wonderful day. Agents. Has anyone gone through every episode of Supernatural to be like, what? Because we, you know, at the, in the pilot episode, they had a shit ton of different, like, IDs in their glove box mm -hmm. to be like, oh, they have different roles. But in these later seasons, I feel like they're like, you know, FBI agents actually get called out to investigate a shit ton of stuff. So we're just sticking with that. Like, that's it. Yeah. No like I think, yeah, it. they used to have stuff like uh, like different local government stuff. Yeah, I feel or like. they, they oh, would yeah. be like, "Oh, we're Inspector Gadget, <laughs> like, like you're inspecting all your yeah. gadgets." <laughs> like we're crime scene cleaners or some shit. Yeah, like that, yeah. Right? yeah. you know, the bikini inspector. <laughs> Sam Wind uh, that, that happened. In an that episode. one only, only Dean has that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, but uh. But now it's all like, ah, actually, the FBI is interested in a shit ton of stuff. Don't worry about it. Stop asking questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, now that Garth's a werewolf and Bobby is still dead, like, how, who do, like, who's answering the phone? like, yeah, who's answering the phones? 
That's a great question. Yeah, holy shit. Um, if I may, it's definitely not this person. But what if it's this is what if it's fucking Claire? Then <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> it can't be her. But I'm, fuck, that'd I'm be funny. I'm not even on the show yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm still answering phones. <laughs> I've still got my cute coming of age thing to do. <laughs> Jody, maybe. Oh yeah, I'd actually believe Jody. Yeah. She's got a stern enough like mom phone voice that would definitely work. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um. But yeah, I think either I would either be that or I would just I would get killed in the throughout the plot at some point. Really? Like if there were multiple people that were dying in this episode, I would be the penulti- pen- pen- penultimate person to die. Yeah. I think you, um, if you're, like, the first guy they talk to who's, like, I don't know, man, lots of bear attacks this time of year, um, I think maybe Sam and Dean come back to you for more help to, like, get Mm -hmm. that last crutch piece of information that cinches, you know, what type of monster it is or where the monster is or whatever, but it's too late. You're already dead. Like... They got yeah, you just uh-huh. minutes late, you know? Are you going to do that to Travis? Give him an off-screen death? God damn. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I'd leave at least an on-screen death. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. You don't get an on-screen death, but what it is is we cut back to you and immediately the viewer's like, oh, I know where this is going. Ah, uh, so I don't die. die on screen, but I do get the, like... You do get the, like... The camera, the camera tracks in on me as yes, I'm killed. yes. It's like you're wandering around, and like the viewer doesn't see. I quite do the what dramatic turnaround and go, oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, that one hundred percent. That's what happens. Yeah. All right, that is fucking funny. Oh god. What about you, Benjamin? How do you think you die, or oh, how do you, or do you live? Uh, I think I either get like hurt along the way. I want to say I'm like the crazy local that helps him. But I, I just see myself dying somehow, some way, like to some crazy shit. But I think it's at least on screen. It's sad. Dane sheds a, a tear. I'm kidding. Um, Dean definitely doesn't cry over any of our deaths. We oh, only showed no. up in one episode. He maybe I do feels think- kind of bad about us. What what I was thinking of uh, as an answer for this is like I help throughout the episode, but I turn out to be the actual bad guy. <gasps> Gasp! Yeah, and then that's how I die because because man is the true monster. Boom! There it is. Yes. <laughs> we got there. That'll be the last time we say that during the episode. I'll tell you what. Fucking a. I'll tell you what. Because it's not often that man is the true monster. Only occasionally. Only, Only most sometimes. Only one of those damn meddling kids and their Impala. Ugh, God. I would have... You know what I would have done? I would have fucking... Gotten away with it. <laughs> so you're the ki- you're the local who's like... Do you think you're, like, kind of aware of the supernatural? Or are you, like... It's probably... Bees. Oh, magic I, bees. I, oh, I bet I just play dumb by saying magic bees or some shit. 
but in reality, I'm like a prank. Like I've, I'm trying to invoke like the wrath of Satan, and I don't understand how bad that is. I think you're a witch. And okay. then I think Sam and Dean make a bunch of sexist comments about how they can't believe you're a man who's also yeah. a witch. Yeah. What? I, I, I enjoy a sandwich. <laughs> Straight. You want to eat a bunch of sand shaped like a woman on a broom? <laughs> Are you telling yes. me a shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, pork fried this rice. What? Are you dead? <laughs> You're telling me a chicken fried this rice? There we go. Oh, hell. So, a crab rang this oon? Oh, no. No, we're right out. That was too much. I, I hope you enjoy a good little stretch you had. <laughs> I'm feeling limber after that one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I see Benjamin enjoys some hot yoga with all the stretching he's been doing. Hey. <laughs> Um, I think, okay, first of all, this is actually a hard question for me to answer, despite being the person who suggested it. I will say, I don't think I die in the cold open. Um, I don't take any long walks at night. Uh, I'm pretty much a homebody. My house is fairly new, so there's probably not any ghosts around. Uh, I don't remember if vampires work off of invitation rules I don't think so I, I don't think I don't think they do yeah. I think they just do whatever they want I don't have any power so I don't think a demon would be like I gotta possess this person you know and and this is most important I'm not a blonde woman in a white nightgown that's fair ah yes the most important thing yes the only the true way to survive in an episode of supernatural I think I am like a front desk person that they have to talk to. I'm not mm. in the sheriff's department. I, or I'm not a cop, right? I'm not I'm not like hanging out. I'm not a 911 operator. I'm not a witness, but like they have to sneak into the junior league and I'm working the front desk that day and they got to get past my records. I think they got to put one over on me. To try to steal the important piece of information they need. You're like that one corner who turned out to be a monster. That's hilarious. Oh no 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 no! I'm I'm totally not a monster. I'm just oh no no no. Joe. All I mean is that they had to pull one over on the corner to get past the corner for like the records and shit. You know what? <laughs> but I'm you're not a monster a or anything. You're just anal. Yeah. You know what? I'm down to be one of the corners who. Uh, shows up in Supernatural that, like, makes a bunch of really inappropriate jokes about a human being who recently died in a horrific way. Oh, hell yeah. A murdered person <laughs> yes. who died horrifically. I'm, like, over here making, like, in- inappropriate comments. <laughs> Looks like this guy really spilled his guts, I say, as I'm, like, <laughs> cleaning up their intestines, you know? <laughs> I guess for this innocent teacher who was murdered because her tongue rolled back into her throat, school's out for some, like, you know. And then it cuts to commercial. And yeah. Sam and Dean just stand there while I make, like, inappropriate jokes about you know, victims, human beings who had <laughs> lives and loved ones and shit. So, I, 
Yeah. We all got to do what we got to do to get through the day. What can I say? I put my foot in my mouth a lot and I love dead bodies. So not in that way, <laughs> in a totally normal, fine way. Yeah. When you mentioned night walks, that reminded me. I actually have been walking a lot more, oh. even at night. Like, because where I live, it's only a quick cut through a college campus to get downtown. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do some night walking sometimes. So I definitely have the potential to be murdered in the cold open. Hey, if you aren't uh, using your like male privilege to its fullest extent, <laughs> what's even the point? I mean, I'm like totally oblivious Nightwalker too. I've got Bose headphones on. Not a great move. God. <laughs> Holy shit! Hey, if you're listening I mean, like, to this, Travis lives. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to run, Travis. Okay, no. Here's the trick. Here's the trick. I have my Bose headphones on, but I still have my hearing aid engaged, oh. so I can actually secretly hear what everyone is saying around me. Oh, Don't talk fair. shit about Travis while he's taking his yeah. lonely night yeah. walks. You'll hear it. Even if you're a mile away. You know, speaking yeah, of, maybe not that far. Speaking of headphones like that, I picked some of those uh, Galaxy Buds for my Android phone because I'm a nerd. Oh, yeah? Uh, and they have the option to, like, you can either have, like, noise canceling or you can have, like, super hearing. Yeah, uh-huh. Holy uh, God. The newest, um, there are some new Bose headphones that do that, too. They basically have little microphones on the outside. Yeah. And they can pump the sound into your ear. Damn. It's insane. Yeah, it's like in, uh, it's, I think the Bose headphones call it, like, awareness mode or something. Mm. Yeah, shit's wild. Uh, technology is crazy. Yeah. I know. I really want to get the Bose headphones that are sunglasses. Those do seem dope. Yeah, and they're they're literally just like induction speakers Ooh. on they the speakers rest on your temples and you hear it in your head. It's what? basically the same way my hearing aid works, but it's amazing. Damn. I really want them and they're like five hundred dollars. I was about to say, oh, I'm God. sure those are reasonably priced. probably not too ex- probably not, you know, nearly a month's rent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad it's important to know where we stand, right? Yeah. Also, listeners, uh, you know, if you have a particularly creative way to get murdered in an episode of Supernatural, let us know. Potentially on our lovely Discord. Um, yeah. Where for or just our, tweet but, at us. But one dollar a month, you can join and hang out. Mm-hmm. So, um. It'd be a fun, fun little time. Oh yeah, we have fun there. Sometimes oh, yeah. we watch movies. Sometimes, sometimes we just share memes. Yeah, sometimes we just look at some very cursed, <laughs> fuck yeah, we very do. cursed images. So, um, yeah, I think I'm settled on inappropriate uh, morgue worker. I don't, I, I don't think I want anybody else. So, oh, and because of that, I would also definitely survive. The episode of Supernatural. I'm a sidekick. Oh uh, yeah, so. yeah. I, I I think I'm comfortable with a townie who could die at any moment. Oh, 100. <laughs> percent That's hilarious. Also, if That's you're taking me. walks alone at night, like especially near wooded areas, you are definitely going out in the cold open. 100. percent Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So well, luckily, I mean, okay. So there's not a lot of wooded areas, but there is a lion on campus. Oh, so get, what it is is a poltergeist <laughs> releases the lion and it fucking takes a chomp out of you. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> I've God seen those damn. lions too, and they are emaciated little buggers. Like they, yeah. they would definitely be like, yeah, me, me. There's only one lion now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I was about to ask if it's still only one. Yeah, Have like Highlander. Yeah, I don't. Like giving I don't. It a I don't think they're gonna. Area to be in. I mean. It's it's not great, but I can say at least it's not a giant metal cage with dirt and straw as a floor. Yeah, That's it is fair. at least like a somewhat like where it would be, but not exactly. It's still fucking yeah. sad. For context, um, the University of North Alabama campus house used to house two, but houses a lion on its campus and it's like oh it's a cool little thing but also kind of fucked up yeah Yeah. it's like the more you think about it the more fucked up it gets yeah yeah because it's like the mascot is a lion and it's like they could just very easily not have a live lion yeah Yeah. but it's one of those situations where like someone who gave a shitload of money to the school either wanted lions on campus or gave just straight up gave the school the lions. It's just such like a fucking crazy ass rich person thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe Exotic give me and- a lion on the campus and once a year we shall release it so that it can hunt the students for their yeah, sweet fuck. freshman flesh. Just Did Joe nuts. Exotic fucking graduate from UNA or some shit? Oh, that, that's, I was actually asking recently, because the Lion, in the last two weeks, has been pretty active, like, it's been coming out and, like, talking a lot. I thought you were going to say it was, like, really active on yeah, Twitter or something. that's kind of distracting, right? Like, you're walking to class and suddenly a fucking, like, Mufasa is in your ear. Oh, yeah. Lions are fucking loud as shit, yeah, by the way. Like, I, I thought they had a microphone in the enclosure to, nope. like, pump the lion sound around. But, no, it's just fucking loud as fuck. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, where did y'all get this lion? Did Joe get it? <laughs> did Did Joe give it to us? I'm oh, of course they the call lights. it fucking Leo. Yeah, Leo the lion. Leo was born in 1973 in Knoxville. Fucking apple. Oh, the president of the university acquired Leo and brought him to UNA as a baby. He lived in a garage. Oh my god! Holy what? shit! That doesn't seem like a natural. Leo lived in. Leo lived in the president's garage until the first habitat was complete on campus. After his arrival, uh, Leo quickly grew from a shy thirty-pound cub to a nearly five hundred pounds. As an adult under the care of Dr. Phil Davis as veterinarian. Yeah, those oh. suckers get big. They're lions. Oh, no, this was... That was the first lion. Oh, They're yeah. on lion number three right now. Yeah, so I actually just looked up the lions, and Una, their female lion, their lioness, died recently. And she lived to be the age of 17, which is longer than lions live out in the wild. Like, yeah. lions live in the wild for about 10 to 15 years, and then in captivity, they can live up to 25 years. But that begs the question, like, if they're spending most of their time in this tiny little enclosure, you know... What's their quality of life? Yeah, like, is, mm-hmm. that, is, that, is, is that extra, like, two years really worth it? Yeah. 
Like, wouldn't they be happier out in, you know, the Sahara or whatever? Well, I guess happier. Like, happier is not the right question, but... Yeah. Apparently, they give they give them raw meat that also has... They, like... They basically give him uh, fortified meat that has extra vitamins and minerals in it. I mean, that's good. Mm. I don't know. I'm not against zoos or anything, you know, mm. but... Um, Who is a lion's enemy? <laughs> that's one of the questions. Uh, Man. The UNA. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the college. Humans are also an enemy of the lion. Yeah, yeah they fuck. fucking are. Correct. Oh, good grief. God. Okay, so I just want to say college is so expensive. I'm going to look at how much UNA's like yearly estimated tuition is because I guarantee it's like $25,000 minimum. Um, college is so fucking expensive. And uh, can you imagine? Oh, shit. Instead tuitions, well, it's $10,000 a year, but then. You know, you've got books and room and mm-hmm. board and and, sh- and shit like that, and that's in students. So, and that's a, that's a resident. Um, so, yeah, it probably comes out to like about twenty thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they've got like the person who takes care of him and a bunch of volunteers are there for like pretty much six hours a day. To take care of the lion, so I guess that's that's good. That's better than nothing. Yeah, I would say that if I were a student going to um, UNA and I found out that some of my money was going to a fucking lion, I would lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Well, the they have this whole section where it's like. Please donate to help us keep our lion alive. Yeah, sometimes you got to ask yourself: is is it worth to have the lion? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I went to a college where students were allowed to have pets, like in designated dorm rooms, and I feel mm-hmm. like UNA was also like, "All right, but what if every student got one crazy pet?" That they could never touch <laughs> or claim as their own. Yeah. And that was That's... a fucking lion. That was a fucking lion. Holy shit. Yeah. I really hope after Leo 2, uh, you know, goes up to that big uh, litter box in the sky, I really hope that they're just like, I think we're done, you know? I yeah. think we've had yeah, a good time. But, uh, that's what I hope, too. Where yeah, are we going to find a fourth lion? In this economy? Yeah, well, and I think especially after all this shit with, like, Joe Exotic and the general, like, disdain for lion uh, and tiger Like, exotic breeding, animal. Yeah, I think that has kind of put it, uh, put the kibosh on it. So I mm. doubt that they would get, um, I doubt that they would get a fourth lion once Leo's gone, Leo the Third is gone. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why they haven't tried to get another lion for Una to be friends mm-hmm. with, because that's the one that's left. Is Una? Uh, no, Una's no, Una's dead. the one that died. Oh, yeah. uh, Una's okay. I got you. Damn. 
Well, on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, now that we got incredibly <laughs> off topic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is there any other way that we do things here at Supernatural Headquarters? Located uh, nope. in the American South? At Habcast HQ? Home of the Buckeyes? Home of the Ranger? I don't know. Home on the Range? <laughs> Home on the Lone Range. Alright, Travis. This uh-huh. episode is called, are you ready for it? Yep. Hashtag Thin Man. What could it possibly? What could it possibly be about? It's about glass hornets. Uh, yeah, I. Oh God. You're not careful. I'm going to throw a stone from inside this glass house. <laughs> it's fucking supernatural. Does Slenderman? Is it supernatural? Does Slenderman, Travis? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah is that's that, what it is. is that, do you that's think the that's only it thing it can be. Oh God. It's 2014. Yep. The height of the Slenderman craze. No, not quite. Stick around, because in the second half, we're going to get to a very special episode of Freak of the Week. <laughs> Ooh. All right. So Let's watch this episode. Ba-da-ba! Hell yeah. And we're back. Well, 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 look at who it is. Look who showed so, their ghost faces around this town again. Look who uh, showed the fuck up after like two or five seasons. When was the last time we saw the yeah. ghost facers? Hold on. Wow. Give me it's been a minute. It's been just a second. Season uh, 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 seven? At, um, before. No, season five. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, was that... The Ghost Facers weren't in Hammer of the Gods. Oh, maybe they did show up just, like, as a little... Yeah. Like, maybe a little video or something. I think, um... But the last... I mean, I I remember the episode that they did... Like, the last major episode that was exclusively Ghost Facers, because that was the one where True Love pierced the veil. Oh, yeah. Was Ghost Gay, Facers. Like, oh, yeah, the episode Ghost Facers, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the episode before that that they were in was It's a Terrible Life, and that's when, like, Sam and Dean basically got put in a company where Sam was working IT, and Dean was, like, a company mm, man. That's and so right. they watched... They watched a Ghost Facers video to, like, figure out what hunting was about. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. It's been a while since we've seen the Ghost Facers. Yeah. Um, and they've got considerably older. Yeah. They have. Yeah. Th- their ghost facing days have caused them to age. I mean, when to you face fair, that many ghosts. I mean, they really, the last time they showed up, 2000, uh, you know, season three. Hmm. What was that? 2007? Yeah. Oh man, in the in the opening role, the like here's what's been going on role, there was a little flash of like season two Sam and I was just like, Oh my god. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ooh, times have changed, huh? Mm-hmm. We've we've been through like five presidents by that time. No, that's not true. <laughs> Only two. So Oh my god. Okay. 
this so this episode was written by Jenny Klein, who has done yes. uh, the Curious Case of Dean Winchester, Cage Heat, Out with, Out with the Old, Torn mm. and Frayed, Rock in a Hard Place. She wrote for season one of The Witcher. Yeah. She wrote Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. What? Yeah. She wrote the song? She penned the lyrics to the viral hit song, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. I knew she was a producer on The Witcher, and she's a producer on Jessica Jones and Cloak and Dagger. Now, I haven't seen Cloak and Dagger, but I've seen Jessica Jones and The Witcher, and they're both pretty great. And I've heard good things about um, Cloak and Dagger, too. Hmm. So, I think I've heard people talk about it. And it's supposed to be good, right? Yeah, I and think I mean, so. It's a Marvel show. Ah, okay. Um, the Curious Case of Dean Winchester was a pretty good episode. Uh, Cage Teat was really good. Oh, that's where mm-hmm. like Meg CL really came into play. Yeah, yeah. with uh-huh. the old was good. Mm-hmm. She is generally like a really good writer on Supernatural. For sure. This I'm one. I'm looking at her other episodes real quick. Oh, rocking the hard place. Yeah, that was the that was the one with the chastity group. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I didn't right. like that one. Yeah, yeah. But torn and frayed was pretty good too, right? Uh, Dean and Castiel try to rescue Samandriel from Crowley. Sam decides tries to decide whether or not he should continue hunting or be with Amelia. Yeah, yes, that one that was like was a good episode. That because that one also had big Meg Steel vibes, right? Oh, That's the episode like, where Meg dies. Yeah. Oh God, weep, weep. Um, but so like this, the dialogue in this episode, it was yeah. very 2014. Yeah. Um, this whole episode is very dated. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a fucking Slenderman, like, like, come on, come on, Supernatural. What's uh, what's going on? You know? Yeah. You're trying to catch yeah, those I mean, kids. It, oh, it was. God. It was trying, definitely. Yeah, trying to bring yeah. in new blood. Yeah, it was definitely like, oh my god, Supernatural did a Slenderman episode because Slenderman's been a thing. Hey kids, um, uh, you know what I think your generation, en- you know what I think Gen Z enjoys? Getting shit on for being on the internet way too yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as, as like dated as this dialogue was, there were two moments that legitimately made me laugh out loud. One, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> but the the second one was, uh, you know, the thing with the ghost facers is that they're in it for the chicks. <laughs> yeah, fuck. And uh, Ed and Harry are talking about this. I don't remember who is who. Uh, Harry is... Harry's the cameraman, right? Harry is the one who has the girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so Harry's Harry... the one who, like, gets stabbed and gets really mad. At Ed, because Ed's the one who creates spoilers. <laughs> this is a hey, you know that little uh, subtle reference I made in the first half of the episode. Turns <laughs> out this episode is another one of those. Well, actually, sometimes man is the true monster. <laughs> but um, they Masters are basically they're in the bedroom of this girl who got killed and they're trying to like film it and Harry goes into how he's really in it for the girls yeah, and he starts going into like puss. <laughs> yeah <laughs> really explicit this. detail and then all of a sudden the mom of the murdered girl shows up with two glasses of lemonade and is like 
Are you boys thirsty? Yeah. Harry that was. was. Pretty good. Harry was thirsty as fuck. That was fantastic. And then there was another moment later. I think it also had to do. I think it had to do with uh, either. Oh, it was. Um, it was basically. I think it was when Dean was talking to the cop or something basically someone says the word supernatural and dean is like excuse me yeah (laughs) the fucking supernaturalists yeah um that was another good moment but yeah we're the only supernaturalists in the country yeah yeah but um yeah that that thirsty scene legitimately like i had to pause so i could finish laughing because that got me so good it just it like it hit me out of nowhere yeah can we um talk real quick about like how we feel about this episode because the answer may surprise you oh yeah yeah i mean maybe i don't know yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Wait, are those answers? <laughs> I'm sure, yes. <laughs> I mean, to like, which how, question? The way I feel about this episode is it could have been not about Slenderman, but because it has the ghost facers, it rede- like the ghost facers redeem it. If mm. Sam and Dean if this had been played for like a straight Slenderman episode yeah. Yeah. where it was like Sam and Dean fight Slenderman, that would have been shit. I, but the ghost facers save it. Yeah. I, I will think... go ahead and say, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Ben. Oh no. I think if like, uh, Ed and Dean had just like butted heads over it, not being a Talpa the entire time, but then like the fucking security guard, and Trey from the restaurant had figured out how to make a tulpa. That would have been amazing. Just like holy shit, yeah, fucking right. But like, it's I, never a, it's never a tulpa. Yeah, it's never a tulpa. <laughs> I will say, is this my favorite episode of Supernatural? Not even close. Hmm. Is this my favorite Ghost Facers episode? Still no. Uh, to me, the best one is still. Um, you know, Gail oh, will pierce the veil of death yeah. and save yeah, the day. The one with Ghost Corbett, Facers. yeah. Well, I yeah. guess that's the first time they mentioned the veil, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the last episode? I Ghost think Facers? so. Gail will pierce but the veil think, of death and save the day. But I think in that specific moment, he was being metaphorical. Oh, yeah. When it's not like he knew that the veil was a thing that exists. No, he definitely was not aware um but yeah no i uh i did appreciate the ghost facers in this episode i didn't hate it as much as i thought i was going to hearing the premise i think it has some issues um especially when you get down to the mechanics of like how are these two pulling off the murders the way that they are yeah because like they kind of try to uh, explain it away when you know Sam and Dean are confronting the mur- like once the twist gets revealed mm-hmm. um, Sam and Dean are like so how was the thin man hashtag thin men in two places at once and then the deputy's like teamwork asshole but it's <laughs> like no you guys have two completely different builds and 
Yeah. We saw yeah. him in the parking lot, and, and then we saw him in the restaurant. Like, this isn't... Like, y'all are very obviously person? different people. Yeah. yeah. If, they had been, if they had just had two tall, skinny guys, then I would have been like, oh, there's two costumes. They had two of these thin man costumes made somewhere, and the owner of the costume shop wasn't ever... Didn't ever think it was suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, well, kids get into Halloween early. Snip, snip, snip. So, so, so. And a bottle of tra-la-la. Those kids and their murder. Always yeah. too soon. Yeah. Um, I also don't know how the murder in the beginning happened. Other yeah. than supernatural ways. It had to be supernatural. Like, like unless, like, the deputy just fucked with the crime scene. But we see it happen in real time. Okay, so the cold open murder is this young woman named Cassie who um, is like a teenager, like a teenage yeah. girl. And she's playing Christian contemporary music and taking a bunch of selfies. Now, she has a mirror in front of her. So you think she's taking selfies in the mirror? She's not. She's using her front facing camera. But the important thing here is that she is standing in front of a mirror the entire time and does not notice a human person step behind her. Like, yeah. well, like this dude stealth is on fucking like Skyrim level 100 <laughs> yeah. because he saddles up behind her, gets in her selfie, and she's not like, oh, I What's did notice guy? someone. Make-. There's no explanation of how he got into the house. There's no, like, nothing. She just is taking these pictures, and then suddenly he's fucking there. And then he's gone. She hides in the closet because she actually didn't want to live. Mm. (laughs) She wanted to die, it turns out. So she hides in the closet instead of, like, getting out of her bedroom, calls the cops, and gets murdered in the closet because it turns out he was also there. But how did he, like, how did that happen? I think the bigger dude, the deputy, was in the closet. I think that's what okay, the deal was so, there. Yeah. So yeah. Slenderman, but then at the end of the episode, the the, the deputy's like, he does all the murders. Mm-hmm. So I he think, wasn't in the closet. I think it was supposed to be commentary on this this teenage girl is so obsessed with taking selfies of herself that she has not noticed two people enter her room. I hate this episode now. Also, I just want to say there was a song playing at the beginning of this episode while she was taking selfies. I thought it was a fake song made up for (laughs) this scene and it's not. No, 100% no. I, and I, I was like, Oh, this is a fun, goofy fake song to show that this is, like a goofy situation that no one would ever actually be in because this is a fake song. Like, yeah, it's very obviously a fake Christian song, but it's not. It's not. What it's is, not. It's a real song. What is the song? Is it "This House Is a Hotel" by the Wind and the Wave? Yes. It's not. It's not a great one. Okay. Yeah, it's a very cheesy like. I am creation, both haunted and holy. It's like, it's like what your, it's what what your evangelical youth band would be playing because they don't <laughs> they don't want to play the the crummy old people music that they play on Sunday mornings. They want to play something more cool and contemporary, but still 
Christian. They don't hey, want to play anything heavy like Switchfoot. You know who else uh, dressed up in silly costumes and hid behind people to save them? Uh, my friend Jesus. Anyways, this house is a hotel. I won't stay long. I'd rather be at church. Unless the holy water works, I won't come around anymore. Set fires to your worries. Let fear burn to the ground. When no, the storms are rolling episode. in and you're filled up to the brim, they won't come around anymore. What do these lyrics mean? Jesus Christ. Baby, ain't that how the big boys roll? Ain't no other man gonna save my soul. Okay, so I didn't want to point it out, but like a lot of contemporary Christian music kind of comes across vaguely as like I want to fuck Jesus mm, and yeah. I want him to hold me tenderly afterwards. Yeah. And like this song kind of has those just a little bit. Yeah, and it also has that like modern modern folk pop feel where it's like boom, pa. Oh, boom, yeah. Pa, hey. Boom, pa. Like big, big room oh. drums and probably yes. some gang vocals later on. The comments are turned off on this YouTube video, probably because this song is so bad. It's probably so fun. bad. They put this song in the episode to be like, we got to find the worst contemporary Christian music we can find. And they did it. They did it. Let the rain come down and say my fears. That's another Christian song, but they also use that line. Let the rain come down, the flowers will grow, and you won't come around anymore. Stand in the ocean, let light in your heart. The tide is getting low, and the wind's not going to blow if you don't come around. What is this song about? They did a cover of Don't You Forget About Me. (laughs) I can't even imagine what that sounds like. It sounds like we should forget about it. It's like, you know what, the best way I can describe this group, I think it's just a duo, best way i can describe this group is crust punk cosplay (laughs) okay the last because i i I can listening to this cover of don't you forget about me i can i can hear the vibe that they're trying to go for but they definitely don't have the crustiness of the punk (laughs) you know put put that in the discord in one of the public channels yeah okay (laughs) put and no explanation y'all will get the explanation when you get to this part of the episode yeah um the last line of the song, this is why I'm like, ugh, contemporary Christian music. Every time you reel me in, I get reeled right back out. Because the last line of the song is, it's not at all good, but it ain't that bad. That is a nothing line. Yeah, that, like, that line that's is nothing. like, that it's means so-so. Nothing. That line is, there's nothing there. I, I Have a point. I love I love that there are no no YouTube comments allowed. God, truthfully, <laughs> truly, 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 my issue with like this, and sadly a lot of there is good contempt like Christian music, right? Like yeah. there is. Um, there's actually I have been tricked more than once into listening to contemporary Christian music because the songs just fucked that hard. <laughs> there was actually there was a song trending on a uh, TikTok for a while. The there will come a ruler who carries a mighty sword. You know, yeah, that, that song. song's about Jesus. That song is absolutely about Jesus. One of the lines is um, smeared with oil like David's brow. Yeah. Like that's about King David, baby. Like that's that's Jesus, baby. <laughs> and like I listen to the Oh Hellos a lot cuz I I really like their songs. Um 
But, like, a lot of contemporary Christian music, the shit that makes it onto the radio is just, like, about nothing. Yeah. It's just all vague bullshit about how, like, ah, I love God a whole lot. He's super cool. But there's, like, no interesting musicality. There's no, like, interesting metaphor going on, like, in the Oh Hello stuff. Mm. There's no, like, end of times bullshit, like Johnny Cash. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's ain't a lot happening. Makes me sad. So, I think this is the longest we've ever talked about a song on Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> True. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, the wind plus the wave. But to go back to the episode, I have a question for you guys. I yes. have a maybe answer. So I listen to a lot of... Well, it's not really a creepy... It's not really a question, sorry. Uh, so I listen to a lot of creepy shit on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever heard the 911 call that is the reason why 911 operators have to get your location as fast as possible? No. It's mm-hmm. fucking creepy. Because, like, the lady that calls is freaking the... Well, she calls and she's just, like, initially very worried, Right. And she is just like, hey, I'm getting these, like, creepy vibes from my house. And the guy is just being, like, an ass to her. Because it's an older lady calling, and it's probably a Mm -hmm. dude almost about 30 uh, on the 911 operating table. And he is just a dickhead to her the whole fucking time. And he's like, you're hearing noises? What kinds of noises are you hearing? Just hitting her with, like, sass and shit. And then, Mm -hmm. in the middle of this call, she is stabbed to death. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, and they they never caught the guy, and I don't think they found her body. And all, like, they don't know who she was, they don't know where she was, because he never got her location. So, like, within the first five to... 10 seconds they have to get the location because of that jeez yeah um just another testament to how useless the cops are <laughs> yeah fuck and 911 operators apparently 911 is a little less useless but because Nine- they can contact people that aren't just the police they also um are way overworked and underpaid oh, there's not yeah. enough operators No, it's just a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a rough time. Yeah, fuck. So. Um, all right. Well, that was a truly terrifying detour. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'll put a link in the Discord to the video that has it in so, if you want to hear it. Ooh. Put a little so, uh, trigger warning on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's I, I wait mean, until the episode's out and we get feedback from people. That's mm-hmm. fair. You know, you don't want somebody being like, oh, what's this? And then they hear the most terrifying shit in, of their lives. Uh, that actually happened. Yeah. This is actually a thing. So, like, the murders get posted online mm-hmm. and they go viral. And um, this has been explored in media before. Um, there's a movie actually called... Oh my god, what is it called? Travis, what is it called? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, the one Travis, w- I need you to read my memories. Is it the one with Colin Hanks and uh, what's her name? Where like yes. the murders are big, yeah. Colin and- Hanks 
is in it. Yeah, I know what movie you're talking about. It's holy shit, that what, movie's fucked what's, up. What's it called? I, what's I, it called? I do not remember. Untraceable. Untraceable. That's untraceable. what it is. Untraceable. There we go. Yeah. I googled okay. Colin Hanks murder movie. Yep, that's <laughs> that's some go. swift googlations right there. Good he job. He dies in that movie. Oh, he dies um, horrifically. Oh yeah, he gets like melted by acid slowly. It's by fucked up. Acid, yeah. Yeah. So that movie is like there's a serial killer and he kidnaps people and he posts live streams of their kills, mm. but like they die quicker if more people watch. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. And, like, this is a world where everybody's like, oh, I gotta see it, even though I know someone's gonna die quickly by my hand. Um, And this episode kind of had those vibes because, like, the murderers were getting posted online, they were going viral. But I will say, most people believe the Thin Man is just a myth and a legend. Like, do they know those murders are actually happening? No. No. So, yeah, that that's yeah, that's my hypothesis on that is like they don't know that they're real murders. They just yeah. think, oh, this is another fun Thin Man video. Yeah. yeah, this is doctored or, you know, photoshopped or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, we get a little bit of like humanity sucks, burp, burp, this episode, mm. along with our man is the true monster. Um, so just to sum up real quick, the plot of this episode Basically, Sam and Dean run back into the Ghost Facers while investigating these murders that are attributed to a Slenderman type character that Supernatural has cleverly named Thin Man because they really want to be subtle and not too obvious about this. <laughs> um, over the course of the episode, while they investigate different murders, it comes out that Ed, one of the Ghost Facers, actually made up the Thin Man and made him go viral in an attempt to keep. Uh, Harry interested in the ghost facers because he had a girlfriend who like was like this is stupid you should come work for my dad's company where you'll make money and like be happy yeah um Harry ends up being stabbed by what he thinks is the thin man but it's actually two human yokels uh Dean ends up killing one of them Harry kills the other one to save Ed and the episode ends with Harry and Ed being broken up forever, ever, and Sam and Dean being like, well, this situation kind of mirrors what we've got going on. Yeah. And it's a super downer ending. Yeah. Yeah. Really not great. Very empire ending. No, it definitely is not. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil something. I think this is the last time the Ghostfacers show up. Uh, I mean, that that sounds about right. This is it. This is the end of their story. Maybe. I don't want to believe it. I think they get mentioned a couple of times. Yeah, but that's what I'm thinking of. And I do think one of their mentionings is like, ah, they're still making videos, so like they make up or something, but... Oh, okay. I I, I don't know. Do they make up, or did someone just forget that they broke up? Probably, (laughs) fuck. Do they make up, or was Ed like, come on, you have to forgive me eventually, and Harry was like, oh, you. (laughs) Yeah. Ed just tries to convince Sam that actually, or not Sam, oh, God, Ed just tries to convince Harry that actually he was right the whole time, and he'd do it again. And Sam's the one in the wrong for being mad at him. Or Harry. You know what I'm saying. I think... 
I think there should be like a one-off episode of the uh, prequel show that they're doing, and it's when Harry met Ed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know be- what? I think they should just do Ghost Facers. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Honestly, Ghost Facers would be a much better spinoff, especially if it chronicled uh, Harry and Ed post Corbett's death. Oh, yeah. And yes. up to Thin Man. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I think that would be awesome. I'd watch and that. And then had a happier ending because the fact that Harry and Ed have broken up uh, brings me pain. Yeah. It hurts me. Yeah. I I gotta say, the two actors who play the Ghost Facers, uh, AJ Buckley and Travis Wester, really killed it this episode. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They, they both did a really good job. This is another one of those episodes where it's like, oh no, the side characters are eclipsing our me- our mains. Hmm. <laughs> um, Which isn't always a bad thing. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, not if it's not if it's these chuckle fucks. Damn right. Oh, would you guys like a fun fact? Hell yeah. These are technically the uh, longest running side characters. Yeah. Who haven't died. Oh, congratulations to them. Even though they've only really been in like three episodes and then mentioned in two more, um, they've been around since season one, before Bobby gets introduced. So, and Bobby's dead. Damn, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's something we need to watch one day? We actually need to watch, because they did a kind of like a Ghost Facers web series. Yeah, I actually just, I was scrolling down AJ Buckley's uh, IMDB page, and I just came across that, and I was like, oh. Yeah, Cass actually shows up in one. Oh, oh shit. nice. Yeah, to like announce the apocalypse. I've watched, that's the one that I've watched, and it's really good. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a lot of fun. Maybe we should um, watch that, like watch that whole thing as a little uh, Let Shag Ass um, mini series one day. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Oh hell, hell, we could do it live on Discord too if we wanted. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, what else have AJ Buckley and uh, Travis Wester been in? Because I think it might be time to get, to get these guys uh, on LSA just so, like for yeah. their own stuff. So, I was just looking. So AJ Buckley is in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot mm-hmm. as Pigeon Pete. He was in the Hawaii Five-O reboot. Um, he's in a TV series called Pure. Not really sure what that is. Oh, is he the he's one with the beard? In, uh, Justified. His name is Bronco Novak. <laughs> oh, what? Travis Wester's in the Bill Ingvall show? We are definitely not watching. <laughs> Holy shit, Jennifer Lawrence is in the Bill Ingvall show? Fucking yeah. really? <laughs> what? Oh, she blew up. Yeah, holy God. The things you gotta do. That is a show that seems to have lasted for 31 episodes. I was really hoping it was just gonna be like that and not 31 fucking seasons. Oh, uh, Travis Wessler was in Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, shit. And in a couple episodes of Dharma and Greg. Oh, we should definitely watch that for LSA. I've heard good things about it. I I enjoy Dharma and Greg, to be honest with you. Isn't it like, she's a hippie, he's a straight-laced guy, they're married. That's exactly it, Mm -hmm. but the side characters really make that show, and it's a lot of fun. Um, Mm, AJ Buckley is jacked now, 
and he's in apparently he's in CSI New York hmm. but right now he is in a show called Seal Team which sounds like some bootlicker shit yeah oh, oh he kind of oh he looks uh, oh he's QAnon. Adam Ross in NCI or he's Adam Ross in CSI New York mm. he's in a shit ton of Justified episodes playing a guy named Danny Crow hmm. huh and one of those episodes is called A Murder of Crows. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So I did notice you guys are, well, it's for the other guy for, God, what's his name? Yeah, Travis Wester. Mm-hmm. He is in one of my family's favorite movies, Eurotrip. Oh. oh, yes. No, I did catch that. Yeah. He's also in an episode of uh, Castle. Mm. Oh, that uh, Nathan Fillion TV show? Yeah, and he's oh. in uh, NCIS, uh, both the regular NCIS and NCIS Los Angeles. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And the LBJ movie. Hmm. <laughs> there's, there's been a lot of LBJ talk this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the episode started, I was talking about uh, the Chicago 8, or 7, technically. 10? You know, I hear a lot of numbers. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of numbers there. Yeah, but L- LBJ came up a couple of times because of that. Oh, and A.J. Buckley was also in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, oh that's fuck cool. Yeah. We should watch that. Oh, shit. Um, A.J. Buckley was also in a movie called Rabbit, which looks really fucking intense. Oh, I think I've seen oh, this. Um, ben, do you know the X Files episode "War of the Coprophages"? Spell it for me. C O P R O P H A G E S. Let me see. He's in an yeah. episode. He's in that episode. Oh, that episode is so cool and weird. Uh, so Mulder thinks uh, this town is under attack by uh, killer cockroaches, but it's way more insane than that. <laughs> it's so dope, and it's uh, Love that. it's when the the show finally just start uh, starts leaning into uh, Mulder and Scully fucking. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, it's it's really dope. <laughs> Oh, AJ Buckley has also done additional voices in Kingdom Hearts 2. You know what that means? Oh, live stream of Kingdom Hearts we 2 were with Travis. We're to play all of Kingdom Hearts 2. That's the better one, right? It, yeah. Okay, I'm down for that. It just seems like a, a game I would rather sit with somebody Game Group style and watch them play and be like, oh, here's all the fun, cool shit. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I won't, I don't know if it's the better one, but mm. it's the one I spent the most time with in middle school, so. Okay. You know what I like about the past two episodes of Supernatural? What's that? We've gotten a lot of, like, like stuff for LSA from them. Yeah, we really have. That is true. Oh, so, um... Real quick, I want to say, I know we've been talking about uh, Ed and Harry a lot. To be clear, this is their episode. Like, mm. Sam and Dean show up. Sam gets a nice moment when 
uh, Harry feels out, finds out that Ed has lied to him about the Thin Man, um, where Sam's like, you get to decide if you forgive him. And some things are unforgivable, you know? Like, yeah. you don't have to if you don't want to. Don't feel like you're obligated to. And Dean hears him say that, and he's like, how could you? <laughs> um the important things to know about Sam and Dean is that they're still fighting. At the beginning of the episode, Dean's like, well, I'm going to go investigate this uh, Thin Man shit. And Sam's like, oh, I'll come with you. And Dean's like, you want to go? And Sam's like, on a hunt? Yes. And Dean says, oh, it's so hard to tell what you want sometimes, Sam. Dean, you sound like a boyfriend. Yeah. Who's yeah. like, just got out of a fight with his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, that I, that little exchange at the beginning was not off to a strong start. No. no, it also doesn't make any sense, Dean, buddy. Sam has explicitly told you that he'll still hunt with you. Like, that's there's nothing complicated there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. he's not giving you mixed signals. Like, oh god, I don't know. I don't know what to do with you, Dean. Dean, get your shit together, man. Come on. Dean, get in the corner. Dean. Dean, why are you doing this, man? Why are you making it so hard for me to like you, huh? <laughs> Fucking A. Yes, this is your fault. It's not on me. Mm. So. Like, yeah, you're the one that pissed the couch, dude. Come on now. I haven't done anything wrong, okay? Other than piss the couch. No, I. that was Dean again. That definitely was not me. Um, But yeah, the episode ends with the deputy being like, I was in on it because my boss didn't give me vacation time. (laughs) Yeah, and, and Dean brought up a good point. It was like, these people mildly inconvenienced you, so you murdered them? Yeah. And yeah, the deputy and Roger were like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's about as good as reason as any for a Thin Man murder, I guess. We use the popularity of Thin Man to (laughs) murder everyone. This was was after that girl got stabbed, right? Yeah. No. No, this is not after that. No, it wasn't? Nope. Okay, so you're going to... Supernatural predicted the future. You're gonna you're gonna get into that, I'm assuming. Oh uh, yes. Once, once we get into Freak of the Week. Yep. Okay. Because I was just like, if so, that is in very poor taste. Oh yeah, no, I complete. I was watching the episode and I was like, I wonder if this is after the Slenderman stabbings. Because like, honestly, no offense, I wouldn't have put it past Supernatural, but uh, no, actually, a couple of months early. Oh. Um. And to be clear, I do not think Supernatural inspired the Slenderman stabbings. Yeah, no, I think, definitely not. I barely think Slenderman inspired... I mean, I don't think... I do think Slenderman inspired the Slenderman stabbing, but, like, ultimately the onus is not on, you know, the fictional character. Yeah. To be clear. We'll talk about that more in the Freak of the Week. Although, I guess we can kind of talk about it here. I guess there's a question of how bad should Ed feel for creating the Thin Man? Because, like, people have died. But it's not like Ed was like, go murder. Yeah, he wasn't laying, like, those, like, things down. He, It was more or less he just wanted to keep his buddy around and came up with a weird story. 
Yeah. And then some I jackasses think, took it seriously. I think it's fucked up that, like, he lied to Harry. And I think it's really fucked up that he just expects everything to, like, be fine. Like, he just expects Harry to forgive him. And Harry's like, no. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Ed was in love with Harry. Yeah. <sighs> For real. Right? Yeah. Like, Ed, Ed was definitely in love with Harry. And he didn't want to lose him, so he made up the Thin Man thing yep. to be able to stay with Harry. You're right. You're right. So now if only the writers could see that. Cowards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you need reasons for why I'm right, I'll be explaining it on AO3.com in my 100,000 word manifesto. You know, this isn't the first time I've said this sentence today, but if we can count bullets and make, like, gunshots realistic in media, we could have realistic relationships and conversations in media as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, I mean, honestly, I think the most realistic relationship in this episode was Harry and his girlfriend. Yeah. And we didn't even get to meet her. Yeah, we just got to see him pining over her. Yeah, over breaking up with her, yeah. Yep. I'm going to AO3.com right now. Don't even need to type it into the search bar because you know I always have a tab open on my phone. And I'm definitely looking up Supernatural Harry and Ed fanfic. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Sadly, when you type Supernatural into the search bar, what comes up is not Supernatural, it's a BTS fanfic. Weird. So that's complicated. Oh god, what are their last names? Oh, uh, Harry and Ed? Yeah. I don't think they ever Uh, get... Harry's... Harry Spangler and Ed Zedmore. Oh. Zedmore has two D's. Well, my foot is nestled in my mouth. <laughs> Thank How you to SupernaturalWiki.com, there's my only favorite eight, website. There's only eight works? Oh, That's su- a criminally low amount. Right. Fanfic community, you have failed me for the last time. What are the lengths of these works? Hold on. I'm going to go top kudos. Okay, so the top kudo... um, Actually, I might read this one. Okay, it is a Destiny (laughs) Elfic, which y'all know I don't approve of, but it actually sounds pretty good. It's a fix-it fic. Uh, Oh, also, hey, bless you, writer who wrote this, for this tag... Gay love can pierce the veil of not talking for six years. <laughs> yes. Save the day! Yes, 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 yes. Oh, and, uh, let funny. me just uh, <laughs> hold down on the link real quick and then open in gr- new tab in group. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, God, this is hitting all the sweet spots. Angst with the happy ending. Uh, reconciliations. Fix it. Okay. A couple of minor surprise background pairings. Have fun with those. Um <laughs> Okay, so not that Ed keeps tabs on anyone from his past life as a paranormal investigator, but he's about 99% sure he's heard through the grapevine that Dean Winchester fucking died. So getting a text from him on a random Thursday inviting him to his wedding is in the top 10 weirdest moments of his life. And that's really saying something. Ed's had weirder moments than most. 
His first instinct is, no, absolutely fucking not. Why on earth did you even invite me? We're not friends, and we haven't spoken in six years. But, <laughs> but, maybe he misses the weird a little. A.K.A. Ed attends Dean Ch- Winchester's wedding. Harry also attends, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's 8,000 words. It's over 8,000 words. It only It's a one-shot. It has 375 kudos. Nice. Yeah, this sounds hilarious. I can, I can dig it. It sounds, honestly, it sounds delightful, and I'm definitely going to read it after we hang up the call tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, also, guys, if you have an in to the Supernatural, I was re- reminded today that S.E. Hinton, author of The Outsiders, writes Supernatural fanfic. If you, like, know where she writes it or her handle, like, you drop me a link, okay? You let me know, because I'm yeah. dying to know what Supernatural fanfic S.E. Hinton writes. I bet it's amazing. Uh, it makes me so sad oh here's one it's the third most kudos work I don't think it's going to be finished because it was last updated in 2019 it's 15 chapters and was supposed to have 200 oh no Uh, sadly it was not it did not focus on Ed and Harry it was a it was a, a Destiel fic uh So, hmm. it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Oh, here's a couple of Harry Ed fix where it focuses on Harry and Ed. Hmm. A lot of these look like kind of angsty one shots, which like I get. I mean, this is where they're leading it off. It kind of begs for angsty one shots. Yeah. I mean, they're angsty characters. Only, only eight works. What? You people can put out 10 million Destiel fix, but the minute... The minute these two bozos deserve a chance at happiness, the pen dries up. <laughs> Y'all can't clicky clack on your keyboards anymore. We should write. What is wrong with y'all? We should want to write a Harry and Ed uh, fanfic. Oh, God. Oh, you know what's crazy? Okay, so I just went ahead to go check this because I was curious. So the top, um. Destiel fanfic, and it's been the top Destiel fanfic for a while on AO3, is Twist and Shout, which is an AU fanfic set during the Vietnam War. Oh my god. Holy shit. Yes. It is, it has um, over 36,000 kudos. And I mean like 36,699 kudos. It has over 8,000 bookmarks. It has over 5,000 comments. It only has 12 chapters, and it hasn't been updated since 2014. Hmm. But is it done? I don't know. Wow. It doesn't... Okay, so AO3... I don't know how much time you'll spend on AO3. Um, AO3, you can, like, mark how many planned chapters you have. Ah, And if you don't mark out... And honestly, uh... Hey, if you're a fanfic author who, like, sets, writes multi-chaptered fix, but is like, I'm planning on having ten chapters, uh, I want to kiss you gently on the forehead, because that is the fucking best, right? But if you don't do that, it'll just put a question mark. So this fanfic, Twist and Shout, published nine chapters, or twelve chapters, but it's twelve out of question mark. Oh, so it's not uh, according. It's, now, sometimes authors like 
do finish it and just forget to like update to say it's done. So mm. maybe, maybe it is done. Yeah. Oh, actually, here's, I, I just here's checked the best. the twelfth ep- the twelfth chapter is titled Epilogue, so I guess it's over. Oh, very nice. Well, a good completed go. fic. Yeah. They've twisted and shouted. Completed, I love me a completed fic. So. I love when fanfic, like, just comes out of nowhere. When it's a AU fic set in Vietnam. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What is that during Vietnam? For not just like in the country, but during the war. For the layman, what does AU mean? Alternate universe. Okay, I should right. guess that. And AU honestly is pretty broad because yes, it can be like totally crazy off the wall shit, like, um, you know, twist and shout being set during the Vietnam War, but it can also be like. Hey, you know how Gabriel died? Well, this is an AU where he didn't. Mm, Or, Mm -hmm. you know, he's around for season seven as a ghost. Mm. Like, so that can be an AU as well. Okay. But it's just, it's it's any alternate universe fic. Some AUs I can definitely get behind, but I typically read more canon stuff. Like... I'm really, it, honestly, I'm a huge Dragon Age fan, and I'm reading a lot of Dragon Age fanfic, fi- fanfic, and I don't read any Dragon Age fanfic that's, like, set in the modern day. Like, I'm not into that, so. Yeah. I'm sure there's some great stuff out there. I'm just, it's just not my bag. That's fair. Yeah. When you say, like, set in the modern day, do you mean, like, now? Like, it's Dragon Age, but, like, in America? Or do you just mean... It depends, actually, because, yeah, there are some modern-day fanfics that are, like, non-magic AUs, right? Or non-fantasy AUs. So it's just those characters, but transported into our universe. But then sometimes it is like, hey, it's Thetis, you know, a thousand years into the future. Mm. It's Thetis 2022, where there are still dragons running around, but it's modern-day. Hell yeah. Which I will say, I definitely find more interesting. Like, I, I'm more likely to read something like that than I am to read, like, it's these characters set in our universe. Yeah. So. Coffee shop AUs. Have y'all heard of, like, coffee shop AUs? Oh, yeah. Those are really popular AU type of fanfic. And my personal least favorite type. Because it's, it's a really easy meet-cute. Oh my god, yes. And I get why people do it. Like, they love these characters, they want them to bone, and they're just like, I'm going to write a, you know, 100,000 word fanfic where, like, nothing happens, the stakes are so low, they're through the floor, and these, you know, two characters can just, uh, like, meet all over again and smooch and shit. A slow burn that's so slow you haven't even lit the match yet. <laughs> yep. You haven't even gotten to the Matchbox. <laughs> but you are listening to Matchbox 20. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Um, I get why people, yeah, I totally get why people like Coffee Shop AUs. And I, I don't like, 
Like, if you're into those, like, if that's your thing, I'm happy there's a shit ton of them. I'm trying to think of, like, what my favorite AU is. Oh, I think I know. Can I tell you guys about my favorite fanfic AU? Yes. Okay, so this is barely AU. It's pretty much set, like, in the canon universe. But it's my favorite fanfic trope. Uh, that's like an alternate universe trope, and that's the soulmate AU. The soulmate AU. Yeah, so like, there's like a fanfic subgenre of fic where like, everybody in the world just has some sign that there's a soulmate out there for oh, them. Oh, yeah. It'll be like okay. a name on their body or like they'll have matching pictures or they'll be able to write on their skin and then what they write shows up on the other person. Yeah, okay. And these fix are the best when there's like, oh, I know, but I can never tell the other person or we're not soulmates, but we fall in love anyways. They're mm, chef's kiss. Just so <laughs> delightful. Nice. So, so that's probably my favorite subgenre. But I also do like the soulmate AUs where it's just like these two assholes are on a collision course to each other's crotches. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how I know it's okay? It's fate. <laughs> it's destined. So, oh, I especially like it when two, the two characters like hated each other, but then they've got like a like a you've got mail situation, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of uh, rivals to lovers or enemies to lovers. Yeah. So, I read Pride and Prejudice at a young age, and that's <laughs> mapped out how I want my romantic relationships to go. <laughs> so. All right, anyways, thank you for letting me take a little fanfic detour. This was fun. I enjoy talking about fanfic. Um, I enjoy hearing about it. Anything else about the episode before we uh, move on? Uh, I mean, there's really not a whole lot that actually happens in this episode. It, I, I, as much as I love the Ghost Facers, as much as I loved Ed and Harry, this episode was kind of fillery. Yeah. And, like, it was fine, but really, like, overall... There wasn't a whole lot of substance. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say this. Kudos to Supernatural for sticking to your guns and not making Sam and Dean make up. Yeah. Like, at first I was like, ah, this is still going on. Just get over it already. But now I'm like, you know, actually... In earlier seasons, they just had Sam and Dean make up immediately, like after an episode or two. Yeah. But they're really, like, committed to this rift between them. They really mm-hmm. are. Yeah. I feel like it's coming, though, because at, especially after seeing their situation with, like, basically reflected in Ed and Harry, uh, I think I think that that makeup is uh, coming up soon. Yeah, it's got to. Oh, real quick, I do want to talk about, um, so this episode, Sam and Dean, uh, so Dean kills one of the serial killers. Oh, yeah, two, just two regular people get murdered. Oh, yeah, just two guys. <laughs> two, they're not supernatural monsters, they're just dudes. 
They're just dudes real murdery guys. Guys being dudes. Um, and and Harry kills one of them, and then Ed's like, "You killed a bad guy." And Harry's like, "Yeah, it was still a human. Like yeah. it was a human yeah. being." What are you like, doing? Going like, to I feel like they could kind of get away with the, you know, they were defending themselves situation. Sure. Especially Dean, like, he basically wrestled the knife into uh, Trey or whatever his name was. Yeah, mm-hmm. the busboy. But, but uh, yeah, it's still kind of, like, fucked up. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that, like, bothers me is that Sam's like, Dean, you killed somebody. And Dean's like, yeah. And, okay, so they implied that it was the mark, right? Yeah. Like, the mark is they, making Dean be more aggressive. They, they did? Yes. Sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. Huh, okay. They keep showing us the mark while he's doing these murders. So I, I'm being a little gracious, and I'm they like, that's did? the implication, right? Yeah, because you're not, I saw it. Yeah. I didn't see it. It felt like Maybe it was in frame, yeah. Yeah. I think we're supposed huh. to understand that this is out of character, uh, but it is not actually. Yeah, no. I mean, like Dean, I, I was thinking about this while the knife was being plunged into this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean and Sam really have been murdering somewhat indiscriminately for several seasons now, and we've touched on this. First of all, about about how demons used to be a big deal to try not to kill them, and now it's free game. Yeah. However. This was straight up just like un, un, uh, unpossessed regular humans with a motive who didn't need to die. Yeah. No. They could have been arrested. But I mean, like, also, how many monsters have Sam and Dean killed or been like, I would be totally okay with murdering you right now, who are otherwise people? Yeah. Like, we saw that during the Purge episode, where there was a completely innocent woman who is a innocent woman, and they were like, yeah, let's, well, Dean was like, yeah, let's murder her, and Sam had to talk him down. Yeah. This is the problem with having too many episodes in your Monster Hunter show about how monsters are people, too, because then you keep having episodes where our main characters are like, time to murder indiscriminately, and it's like, well, hold on. Pick a side. Yeah. You can't you can't have it both ways. <laughs> and then you're right, absolutely, like they kill so many humans who are possessed by demons. And like in season four, the reason why Sam defends his uh like you know, blood blood magic powers is by being like Hey, uh, hey, bud, um, uh, this way we don't have to kill people with the knife. Yeah, we just pull them out. And then also, the last time we had humans as murderers, the big last time we had humans as murderers, was, uh, the Benders episode, and Sam and Dean totally killed. Those fuckers. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, they absolutely just fucking died. So, chill out, Sam. <laughs> Y'all do this all the time. <laughs> like Alright. Huh? I was gonna say, it's like that James Franco meme where he's like, first time. 
Oh, yeah. No, no, not my first time. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to hear about uh, the monster behind the monster? Hell yes. 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 I... Yes. 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 Oh, boy. Y'all know, uh, you actually probably honestly know more about uh, Slender Man than I do because y'all were there, right? Yeah, I was late to the party, but yeah. For the most part, yeah. Doing, doing creepy pasta. Well, and stuff? I mean, like, I was I was there for Marble Hornets, but after Marble Hornets kind of fell out of the spotlight, I lost track of Slenderman lore because then there was like this game that came out and there was all kinds of crazy weirdness after that yeah. that I was kind of off the ball for. Well, uh, see, I had heard of Marble Hornets before, but I haven't seen it. Hmm. Um, I had heard of Slenderman. Actually, I remember like... The, where I was when I heard of them because it was during a trip um, it like towards South Alabama and we were driving past a shit ton of trees and my friend was like you know who else hangs out in the trees Slenderman yep and that's the noise she made um but yeah, uh, Slenderman, cool dude, chill guy, one hundred percent not real. Uh, uh, that is yeah, in question. Uh, a pretty, uh, he dresses pretty nice for a tall, lanky guy. He wears a yeah. suit. Also, in the in the in the show, in like Supernatural, they made him all like they made the thin man all wrinkly and stuff. That's it. You can tell it's not Slenderman. Yeah. Uh, Slenderman was created on June 8th, 2009 on a forum site, um, specifically as part of a Photoshop contest to, like, try to create a scary monster or urban legend. Um, He was created by a guy named Eric Knudsen, um, who sometimes goes by Victor Purge, or actually his name is, or not, sorry, not Victor Purge, Victor Surge. Hmm. Um... He appeared on uh, Something Awful forums under a thread titled Create Paranormal Images. This, by the way, is from the uh, website TechCrunch.com, the story of Slenderman, the Internet's own monster. Uh, The first image of Slenderman uh, was a tall, out-of-focus figure next to a tree, was accompanied by a bit of text that sounds like the dialogue from a badly translated horror game. Hmm. One of two recovered photos from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanish and what is referred to as the slender man deformities cited as film detects defects by officials fire library occurred one week later actual photo confiscated as evidence 1986 photographer mary thompson missing since june 13th 1986 Hmm. so um it ended up winning the contest and a lot of people credit that to the fact that like a lot of the something awful like other um submissions was stuff like oh bloody and gory and like really leaning into the horror of what happens when a monster catches you but slender man's not about that he's much more subtle uh, the creator said that he took a lot of inspiration from H.P. Lovecraft and Stephen King, um, William S. Burroughs, Silent Hill, and Resident Evil. Hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> so Slenderman as a, like, monster actually doesn't do much. He mostly hangs out in the back of, fo- like, he mostly photobombs is what yeah. he does. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then, you know, other shit he does is he whispers into the ears of people and and tries to get them to, cre- to create the murders that he wants to happen. He encourages people to kill their friends and family, uh, you know, which we will definitely get to later. But a lot of what makes Slenderman scary and super popular isn't the fact that he's going around stabbing people with a knife. It's that he's getting into your head. He's always present. He's always behind you. And he's always trying to convince you to, like, go kill a cat or something. Um, I think also a lot of his, like, popularity is due to his design. He's a very simple design. He's just a tall, lanky, skinny white dude, but, like, chalk white. He's got no face and he wears a black suit, but, like, Mm -hmm. that's enough, you know? So, um... That's, that's enough. According to, uh, Purge, a.k.a. Knudsman, he hangs out in the woods a lot. Um, chilling in the trees. Just, you know. Just vibing. Just vibing. Waiting for people to take a nice hike. (laughs) And then, bam! He's following them. So, yeah. On Reddit, one fan wrote... I like him because most creepypastas try to scare you with blood, gore, and if you're lucky, hyper-realistic blood. Slenderman scared me with psychological horror, making me scared of fields, trees, and sometimes nothing. He has made me as paranoid as I've been in my life, and I love the thrill. His design is simple and terrifying, because it can make him visible in a field or invisible in a forest. His humanoid figure makes him seem like him stalking you can happen. I think the biggest thing that makes him interesting is that nobody has any full idea what happens when he gets to you. Yeah, it seems like a lot of his victims, like, don't get found. They just disappear. Yeah. Yeah. that That's a big thing in, like, Marble Hornets, too. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's pretty much how it goes in Marble Hornets. Like, all he does is get close, mm-hmm. and the characters just start suffering extreme paranoia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I there were some moments in the the first 26 episodes of Marble Hornets that were just legitimately terrifying um yeah i mean psychological horror it gets into you there's a reason why like hp lovecraft stories have the enduring you know that enduring quality um what really gets me is in that first like caption his picture showed up with in that contest like not only did 14 children go missing but according to lore Mary Thomas, the photographer, went missing. Oh. <laughs> like, so it's not even just, oh, you know, you're directly in his path. It's like you're you're even just associated with. You touch it even a little bit and you're fucked. Um Yeah. That and and that's how the like the opening of Marble Hornets is. It's like, hey, I'm a college student. My friend who is making a film has vanished and I'm trying to figure out what happened to him. Yeah. Now, Slenderman uh, hit national news in 2014, only a couple of short months after this episode aired. Uh, this episode aired in March, on May 31st, mm-hmm. 2014, in uh, 
Wow, Keisha Wisconsin, and I'm going to mispronounce a lot of names, and I apologize for that. Uh, two 12-year-old girls, Anissa Weyer and Morgan Geyser, lured their friend Peyton uh, Lutner into a forest and stabbed her 19 times in an attempt to become proxies of the fictional character Slenderman. Lutner crawled to a road where she was found and recovered after six days in the hospital. Which is crazy to me. Holy shit. Yeah, I honestly, like, I had never heard the resolution of that. I didn't know that she lived. Yeah, yeah she did live. Uh, she is, I found an article, um, uh, like, where she was, like, you know, speaking about the incident for the first time after it happened when she was 17. I don't know how many, I, I can't find the article now, so I don't know when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And then the two teenage girls, uh, the two 12-year-olds, were found not guilty by mental disease or defect and committed to mental health institutions for sentences of 25 and 40 years, respectively. Wow. Um, But recently, uh, let's see, in 2021, Anissa Wire was released from the mental hospital uh, in the byline it says that Anissa Wire does not pose a threat to herself or others, a judge said, ruling in a case involving on an attack on a 12-year-old by 12-year-old friends. Interesting. Shit. So, uh, she was released um, just recently. Wow. Um, but I don't know if Morgan was released. The other... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I... Obviously, I, like, I don't know the full details of the case or anything, but I do know that in Marble Hornets, there is a moment where, like, a dude just starts killing people. Jeez. Beef. And so it's either that or there was a lot of spinoffs after, like, 2011, too. Like, like these game spinoffs, like Everyman Hybrid and some other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they got that idea from Marble Hornets, kind of the OG series, or if... Uh, or if it can't came from another like lore thing from a spinoff game or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that shit's wild. Yeah. Um. Deep. I actually, I remember stop. I stopped watching Marble Hornets after a murder happened mm-hmm. because then I was like, oh well. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's just murder now. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That it was basically like the suspense was gone because we witnessed a murder. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of scanning this New York Times article, and it's fucking nuts. So we're definitely gonna have to put trigger warnings on this episode. Uh, it may still make people tremble because it was such a terrible thing to happen. The judge said not only just the physical assault, but that it happened among friends who were kids. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, and the epi- in the article I read about uh, Peyton, the victim. She was talking about how, like, these girls were her best friends. Like, she thought they were in sixth grade and they were hanging out talking about, you know, Polly Pockets or whatever it is 12-year-old girls talk about nowadays. Yeah, not murder, fuck. Yeah, for real. In 2014, Miss Wire and Miss Geyser lured their victim, Peyton uh, Lautner. I really can't pronounce Peyton's last name. I'm sorry, Peyton. Is it L-A-U-T-N-E-R? L-E-U-T-N-E-R. Yeah, it's probably still Lutner. Yeah, Lutner sounds right. Into the woods where Miss Geyser stabbed, stabbed her 19 times, so that explains why she got a 
longer sentence with a kitchen knife as Miss Wire urged her on. Anissa told her to lie down so she wouldn't lose blood so quickly and told her to be quiet. Miss Geyser had testified and we left. Uh, Miss Lutner managed to crawl out of the woods and find an adult. It took months for her to recover from her injuries. And doctors said one of the stab wounds came within a millimeter of hitting an artery, which would have killed her. Fuck. Um, after their arrest, Miss Wire and Miss Geyser said they stabbed Miss Lutner because they wanted to please Slenderman, a fictional character generally depicted as a tall, shadowy figure with a blank face. The girl said they believed that Slenderman was real and lived in a mansion in the woods in northern Wisconsin and that by killing Miss Lutner, they would become his proxies. That. Uh, wow. Yeah. So that's pretty fucked. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So according to Wikipedia, in the aftermath of the stabbing, uh, the creepypasta wiki was blocked by the Waukesha School District. On the Tuesday following the stabbing, Slenderman creator Eric Knudsen said, I am deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin, and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act. Um, Slosh and Train, Slosh Shed Train, the administrator of the Creepypasta Wiki, said that the stabbing was an isolated incident that did not accurately represent the Creepypasta community. He also stated that Creepypasta was a literary website and that they did not condone murder or satanic rituals. God, can you imagine if we had gotten a satanic panic, like, after this again? Yeah. Oh, man. Um... Members of the Creepypasta community held a 24-hour live stream on YouTube uh, to raise money for the stabbing victim. An administrator on the Creepypasta website said that the purpose of the stream was to show that members of the community cared for the victim and did not condone real-world violence because they enjoyed fiction that contains violence. On August 12th, Governor Scott Walker issued a proclamation during Wednesday, August 13th, uh, Purple Hearts for Healing Day, and encouraged the people of Wisconsin to wear purple on that day to honor the victim of the stabbing. He also praised the strength and determination exhibited by Lutner during her recovery. The city of Madison, Wisconsin, held a one-day bratwurst festival to honor Lutner on August 29th, several days before the victim returned to school. Hot dogs and bratwurst were sold to raise money towards the victim's medical costs. That's nice. And also something yeah, that well, has to happen yeah. in America. Yeah, um, thank God for bratwurst, I guess. Right. I know, right? Hell yeah, uh, the sausage. The event was run by over 250 volunteers and raised uh, over $70,000. Hmm. So, that's good. Wow. And she only has to pay back 200000 so they really <laughs> made a dent in her medical bills. That's exciting. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, debate on the effect of the internet on children. The stabbing resulted in an extensive debate about the role of the internet in society and its effect on children. Russell Jack, uh, Waukesha police chief said that the stabbing should be a wake-up call for all parents, adding that the internet is full of information and wonderful sites that teach and entertain, but it can also be full of dark and wicked things. John Egelhoff, a retired agent of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, argued that the internet had become a black hole with the ability to expose children to a more sinister world. Egelhoff suggested that the best way to avoid future incidents was for parents to keep track of their children's online habits and to educate them on the differences between right, right and wrong. Shira Chess, an assistant professor of mass media arts at the University of Georgia say that the creepypasta was no more dangerous than stories about vampires or zombies. She argued that creepypasta websites were beneficial and that they gave people the opportunity to become better writers. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about that real quick because, okay, so obviously these two girls, like 12 years old, you should know the different, you should know it's not okay to stab your friend a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
can definitely see two 12-year-olds, especially ones with, like, active imaginations getting taken in by, you know, urban legends. Like, we have full-grown adults who are like, Bigfoot exists. So, mm. you know, it's not crazy to me um, that they would think that Slenderman exists. I think the statements, creepypasta as a website is allowed to exist, and adult subjects are allowed to be discussed on the internet, and but children shouldn't be in those adult spaces. Mm. It, those are two state. Those are two statements that can coexist. Like, there are some things yeah. on Ao3 that children should not be allowed to read. Like, end of discussion. Yeah, they deal with super adult topics. Like, it's a thing, you know. Definitely. I don't think the solution to that is forcing everyone on TikTok to say unalive instead of kill so that their videos don't get banned. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be clear, I don't think that's about protecting children. I think that's about protecting advertisers. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, do I think this is awful? Absolutely. Do I think these girls need, like, serious help? 100%. Do I hope Lautner recover or Leitner Lutner recovers? Yes. Um, uh, like, I don't know. Parents, keep track of what your children, like, watch on TV and the internet and yeah. shit. There is a yeah, bunch of fucked up real. shit on the internet. They, children, kids should not be finding it. True like, as fuck. Yeah. Alright, uh, do you guys want to know about the adaptations that the Slenderman stabbing inspired? Hell yeah. Oh, good god, yeah. The, uh, TV episodes and stuff. I'm sure all of these were handled with grace and care and... Bullshit. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just absolutely mindful of the victim and what she went through. Yeah. Okay, so a documentary film on the in- incident called Beware the Slender Man was released uh, uh, by HBO Films <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> uh, a season 16 episode of Law & Order SVU titled Glasgow Men's Wrath is loosely based on the event. <laughs> what I find funny is all the pe- all the poor writers who were like, we gotta figure out... Uh, uh, what else we can name a tall, skinny guy? Yeah. I know. What if he's from Glasgow? You know, the city. You know, I didn't think um, today I would have to ask the question, who owns the Slenderman IP? I mean, don't you think Victor Surge? I don't know. You know, he could have sold it. Yeah, I think it's one of those... I don't think fair use is this is the right word to it say. It conveys what you mean, though. Yeah, it's got to be fair yeah. use. Yeah, but it's like because it's basically an urban legend at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like Slender Man is kind of an open source evil thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, open source. That's okay. the word. Slender Man is open source. I can't wait for the next update. Um, <laughs> uh, the Criminal Minds episode, The Tall Man, episode 14, or season 14, episode 5, uh, was also inspired by the story. On October 14, 2018, a movie inspired by the Slender Man stabbing called Terror in the Woods aired on Lifetime. 
film stars Ella West Jarrier, Sophia Grace McCarthy, Skylar Morgan Jones, Angela Kinsley, Drew Powell, and Carrie Hood. Christina Ricci was the executive producer. On May 31st, 2019, another movie inspired by the Slender Man stabbing titled Mercy Black, mm. uh, starring Daniela Pineda, was released on Netflix with no prior announcement, so they had a whole lot of faith in this movie. Yeah. Um, directed by Owen Egerton and produced primarily by Bloomhouse Productions. It tells the story of two girls with pre-schizophrenia, oh, lovely, who attempt to murder their friend, believing that a spirit spirit named Mercy Black will offer them a gift in return. The protagonist is released from psychiatric care and has to deal with realistic and paranormal consequences of her actions. Uh, on October 24th, 2019, more than five years after the stabbing, Lutner, then 17, spoke to ABC's 2020 about her experience. Um... She spoke of her scars, saying, I don't think much of them. They will probably go away and fade eventually. She told the interviewers that she met her attackers in fourth grade. When asked if she'd ever see Geyser again, uh, Lutner added that she would thank her because the attack inspired her to pursue a career in medicine. So that's good. That's nice. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, and then after Wire was released, uh, Lutner has moved. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And she is Great. in college. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, nothing like a good old traumatic event to inspire a career path. Damn yeah. Man. Holy shit, I gotta pull my life towards something because I should not have survived this. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. This is awesome. So but yeah, that is the slender man. With his slender fans. <laughs> Alright, this episode is super long. Like it's gone on for about an hour forty five. Should we uh uh, I kind of I, I do want to read the reviews because here's the thing they're not good. <laughs> yeah, let's do let's let's, just let's, do, like, let's do reviews real yeah. quick. Real quick. All right, I'll read at the speed of light. Okay. Oh my god, I gotta read this one. Worse since season seven. Man, this episode was noticeably terrible. Damn. The acting sucked. Not from the boys, of course. Oh. The direction was. A- the direction was weird. The story was awful. Can't be skipped and not a single thing would have been missed from the overarching story except for a very forced parallel between the Ghostfacers drama and the tension between Sam and Dean. Two out of ten. I mean, to be fair, they did nail it with that last yeah. bit. Yeah. Alright, I need to read this one because I love the title. Did Carver forget that the show is allowed to be funny? <laughs> This episode was very funny. Jokes. <laughs> this is yeah. This, this episode actually had jokes. Yeah. Let's uh, jokes were back in the room for this episode. Carver has mostly forgotten this show's allowed to be funny, but this episode they nailed it. Um, this is the second time this season that the writers forced comedic characters into a more serious situation. They tried this in Sharp Teeth with Garf to poor results, and it's even worse here. Ed and Harry, from the first episode they have been in in every episode besides this one, are comedic goofballs. They are, at best, parodies of Sam and Dean. When the writers have injected anything serious involving the Ghostfacers, it was never related to the main chunk of the season, i.e. Corbett. And yet, here are the writers try and fail because to turn Ed Harry into a cautionary tale about Sam and Dean. It does not work. 
The main reason for this is the Ghostfacers are still largely written as comedic side characters. After the exposition to get the metaphor up and running is very clunky, or worse, unbelievable without the supporting text shown, when and where exactly did find a girlfriend? Um, in like the five years since they've been on screen. Yeah. Like that, that's the most explainable part. Yeah. That's yeah. the easiest to understand. And in that, this is the final episode for these characters. Their story ends on such a sour note, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. That's fair. Which is too bad, because the parody of memes Slenderman internet culture really works, and it is one of the few times that human villains fit with the show. This could have been a great follow-up to Ghostfacers. Instead, it is a grating episode that does not cohere with the prior material. Five out of ten. Hmm. They've been busy. And then, the one ten out of ten review on this episode... Literally perfect. Why the hate? <laughs> this Shit. is the perfect episode. Love the Ghost Facers. Ten out of ten. That's the one. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need, baby. That is all you need. Short, Let's wrap this bitch up. Sure, it's a signature. Yeah. So, well, that's that's all we got for you. That's all. We haven't done a long one in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been a minute. Uh, but it was a fun one. <laughs> I think we all had a good time today. I did. And we all learned a very important lesson. The internet is not um, for children. Oh. <laughs> the re- I thought the le- I thought the lesson was uh don't don't keep lions on your college campus. Uh that's one of the lessons. The other lesson is bring back porn on Tumblr. Yeah. I thought the other lesson was don't <laughs> stab your friends. To oh yeah, that's internet a, well, we already knew that one. We're adults. Come on. I had to learn it again. And Supernatural yeah, has influ- <laughs> influenced my life quite a bit. I've got to relearn lessons. I'm, I'm one of your friends. Ben, are you going to stab me? I don't know. Go for Travis first. Come on. Yeah, I'm very vulnerable with my night <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think we also learned, and this is very important, who's most likely to die? Travis. In an episode it's, of Supernatural. Yeah. Think, Definitely Travis. I think the real ones are the ones we stabbed along the way. What? <laughs> no. Okay. You know what? This is getting incoherent. Hey, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out our socials at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram. And hey, ask about a supernatural podcast on Facebook. Uh, we also have a Patreon where for $1 a month you can join our Discord. We had mentioned that earlier. For $3, you get access to the other show we do, Let's Shag Ass, the show where we watch characters, uh, the show where we watch actors that are in Supernatural do things that are, in fact, not supernatural. Thank you so much, and until next time, have fun. And don't die. die.